It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? Welcome in to episode number more than one of Jobbing Out. Episode number more than one. Who wants to crack at it? More than one hideous booking decisions this week. Uh, might also be true, but not what I'm referring to. More than one feud in the women's division. Uh, sort of. For show. Sure. Yeah, sorta. That's that's Yeah, I'm not really sure I'm giving you that either. I'm what not sure. I'm giving, um th- there's more than one feud on, on NXT. Yeah, that part I will give you. I will give you that there's more than one women's feud on NXT. Although one's not really a feud yet, it's just a match that's been set. It's not really yeah. a feud. Um no, that's not it either. Anybody want a second guess? Um, how many times you vomited in your mouth during Raw? Uh, no, that's not the one. That's not the one. It would be episode number more than one. Murder that Marty Janetti admitted See, to this week. I was, I was going to suggest episode 187 for that reason. <laughs> more than one. What, no, wait. 187 is... Oh, no. Okay. that's yeah. just It's not murder. I thought it was murdering a cop, It's but it's just murder. Yeah, yeah right. it's just murder. So, uh, yeah, that's cute. Um, hi, it's it's Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun. Brandon Linton, as always. Unfortunately, uh, still no AJ for a little while. We're hoping that that might change soon. Uh, he's had a busy month. Hoping that um, might we might be able to talk about it at some point. Just a lot of things. A lot of things, but not yet. We do know that coming up later on in the program, Mark Marrow is going to join the show. Of course, former United States champion, former Intercontinental champion, um, now a highly visible public speaker. Um, it's kind of a unique story uh, locally here in Baltimore where we lost uh, a kid named Mo Gabba, um, who is just one of the most special kids we've ever known in this city. Like, There's a lot of stories about inspirational fans. Um, this kid was sort of a step beyond that and became a mega celebrity in town. He's one of the most special people I ever knew. And Mark Marrow came to speak at his school a few years ago, like the way that he would go speak at any school. He was just like, oh, I'm going to go speak to these kids. And he's got a really power. Like Mark Marrow's message is actually really amazing. Everybody that's heard it thinks it's amazing. Um, and he went to speak at the school and then he found himself being motivated by someone he met that day. It's amazing. So we're going to talk to Mark Marrow about that as well as, of course he participated in, um, Brawl for All, which is a relevant topic at the moment. We'll uh, we'll discuss that and some other things a little bit later on. I guess we start with Raw this week. Boy, oh, you know what? Let's start. Thank you to all of you for your feedback on last week's show. It was indeed our happy show. But you know what? That I'm was... going to try to keep this, and for all the bad, I'm going to try to say one good thing about every bad thing. We oh, can... is that your new? That's well, your new but policy. Wait, but we have to say one bad thing about the thing you thought was good. Ah. 
<laughs> because I believe there was a statement made last week on the show. Glenn, do you um, believe there's a statement made on the show last week? Uh, which one? I'm trying to figure out which well, one wait, wait, it was. Are, are you talking about the idea that I I, I said Aaron Matt, said Matt if this is Pat McAfee showing up on NXT, oh, yeah, he I go yeah. all the way I, out. I'll admit, yeah. Basically, I'm out on that. There is something else good I'll well, say. We'll get, we'll get, we're, hang on, we'll get back to NXT. We'll get back to NXT. Let's start with Raw because that was... The most puzzling of everything that occurred. Um, so here's the deal, right? Here's here's the deal with Raw. Um, I it's it's a weird place that I'm in. I'm not even mad. It's so obvious that they have no idea what they're doing that I can't even be mad about it because I don't know what of it is going to exist still again next week because. They introduced this concept, but in no ways introduced to you what it was. <laughs> they don't have a fucking clue what it is. Of course not. They don't know what Raw Underground is. They have no idea, and they didn't bother to try. All no, they did. I, I know it, it's it's Shane McMahon, Spider Man villain. It's but it's not. <laughs> no, but like you know, that's I, I was trying to think of like it totally reminded me of I don't know. If, any of you guys watch the show Gotham or um, or like one of the I, Spider-Man I, I movies tap, where there's I always out. some villain that's like shilling fights in an in a abandoned warehouse Well, I mean, this is, this is the concept of Bonesaw. Like, I get it, right? Like, I understand that. But this <laughs> but, isn't even... But it's so insane that but, that's what it is. But it's not even <laughs> that. It's not even so, that. Orga- it's like no, there's, it, there's no organization to it. They introduced that Raw Underground was a thing but with no concept of what it was supposed to be. It's and why like, people would care. Exactly. That's the other thing. Well, the, the, It's not like he's handing them a fistful of money or anything, but that's the way it's presented, but then they just don't. But they that, just go away. That would make more sense, is my yeah, point. Yes. Like, my point is, it, what you yeah. presented would be better than... Th- this is nothing. This is just, we have a warehouse where people are maybe fighting but we still don't really know how this is different like they didn't tell us how this is any different than a wrestling match like we're supposed to assume that it is like that's they want us to do the work for them and assume that this is a shoot fight or a real fight or something along and they keep using the word fighting but in no ways have they explained why it's any different than just taking a wrestling match and putting it in a warehouse with no ropes on the ring They've, Which is also problematic because then if you're saying, oh, well, the, these are where the real fighters are, well, then what are the people doing out in the ring? Why would anybody fight in the ring? <laughs> like, why would... What, well, why also, would they fight in the ring, and or why would you prefer the other thing? Like, it doesn't matter. Here's what I think happened, and this is, you know, based on watching the AC. Shakara has done a yeah. storyline for this over the past year, and, and to me, what I think happened is someone saw it, saw the image of them surrounding the ring, banging the ring, just like they were doing... And Shane, because we know Shane loves the the MMA and all that sort of thing, just thought, that's a great idea. Let's try it without actually involving the storyline involved that was going I, on in Shikara. I think you're giving them too much credit. Like, I'm not saying they didn't see the Shikara thing. I, I believe that's totally possible. I think that you're giving them... I, I don't think... And, I, and some of the reporting is suggest. I think they really walked into this week's episode of Raw and said, we'll try anything. Oh, yeah. We are... I think, but I, I think Shane had this in the back of his mind. Ah... I boy, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. The only re- the only reason I think that is because everything we know about Shane is he's, I mean, for 
God, 15 years since he was booking, you know, SmackDown back in 2008. He's been wanting to bring, you know, shoot. I, I hear you, but I also don't know that it's not impossible that somebody just said, "Hey, we're going to do this. Call Shane. Tell him he's going to be here." Like I, I, That's I, think, I, I don't, I don't know any of it. And and like even at the end, all Shane ever did was walk around and say, "It's Raw Underground. It's awesome." Like the, at no point did he explain anything. About what it was, he just that, said. That, by the way, was my good for this thing. Was that that's all Shane did? Oh right. <laughs> okay, you're saying you're saying that Shane Shane could have been worse. Is your good? Yes. Well, okay. I, fair. I, all right. I thought of Glenn. I thought of you when I watched it because he was sweating in the first. Oh, God, promo. Of course he was. But I actually, in a way, feel bad for him in that circumstance. Like th- this is so nothing. It's it's this isn't a thing. Like you didn't do anything. What? Why? Did the Hurt Business care? Why did they feel the need to end? What what are they accomplishing out of this? All that you had, at, you ended your show with sweaty Shane McMahon just saying, wow, that Raw Underground, yeah. Like it's, it's And he had nothing. no problem that these three guys came in and took over his underground Because he Spider-Man doesn't know what it is either. It's not, a, it's not even that. It's nothing. It's just another room. That's but all it's it not is. A, it's, that's a, it's not underground. In no way is it hidden or anything. The other people were able to just walk in. Concessions. <laughs> Correct. And there is a guy guarding the door, but apparently you can just walk in. I mean, I, I, I'm at such a loss that I, I don't even know how to be angry about it. Like, it's that thing where I think this is supposed to be offensive, but it's not actually offensive. <laughs> It's like when you when when Aaron was screaming about the Jeff Hardy thing a few weeks ago. Like that's it's offensive that they're doing an alcohol bit with Jeff. But like, is it? They're not really even doing that. I so don't even know how to be offended by Raw Underground. It's nothing. You well, want to know the wrong, part that it's a four segment nothing? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, and, and the hey, part where have, I you, have you tuned into Raw? And there, there was a part in this that I legitimately just started laughing. And do you know what it was? Uh, I don't. And any part of it when yeah. they focus on the strippers? <laughs> like Yes. <laughs> like, like what? That wasn't even good. It was like the it was like if you took a five dollar movie that someone made on like for like Cinemax or something, and they had like a bar scene that someone filmed with like their dad's video camera, that's what that looked like. Like the where it was like the girls dancing and they kept someone in a truck like could you imagine being in the truck listening to someone directing this segment? Like, go to the shitty strippers. I, have I, the shitty strippers fight with each other. Have Shane interject. Like, what, what was going on? I, I have. I'm. I'm. Look, this is the weird part that I'm gonna say. And here's where I'll uh, my my good will be about the level of Aaron's good, right? Like, what I'll say about it that could be good is it looked different. <laughs> And we just did spend some time last week talking about a need for something to look different. Um, and they managed to make something look different. It's it's not a thing. It's not you can, like calling it raw underground means nothing. It's nothing. It's you've introduced nothing. You haven't introduced a concept, you haven't introduced a, anything at all that's tangible. All you've done is create a different set at which part of raw occurred. And on the bare minimum level of what we've been dealing with, that's actually a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing that they did something on a set that was slightly different than the set that they've been doing everything else on for the past few months. 
So, did, thumbs did up. You guys, did you guys, like, when you were watching these segments and as they went on and as the night went on and, and waiting for this faction to show up, <laughs> um, did you, like, see, there was another part for me that, like, when they had, what's his name, Baba Tunde. What, whatever they're called. Yeah. Debacado now or whatever. So when they were doing that, I was like, okay, well, at least like maybe, and I was texting with Aaron, like maybe this is like a vehicle for someone and maybe that's why it makes sense. Then they literally come back to Dolph Ziggler fighting in the, like, yes. I'm like, the Viking Raiders. Which, uh, like, <laughs> hang on. And this is the weird part, right? There can, if this if this is a thing, and we still have no clue if this is a thing or not, there's value in Dolph Ziggler being a part of it. The problem is when you don't introduce it being a thing, it makes no sense that Dolph Ziggler is a part of it. Right. That's when Here's, I got confused because I, I, there was no recognizable people in the first segment or two, and then all of a sudden Dolph Ziggler and the Viking Raiders are in there, and and well, I was I, like. Part of the problem is I kept I did. I kept thinking to myself, something has to be coming, right? Like this Me can't, too. Like, this can't just be you're doing this all night for no reason. And with the reports that there was a faction coming, and particularly before we saw, you know, the vignette, I like I assumed that had to mean the faction was going to be involved with this, which didn't justify any of it, but at least would get us to a point. You know what I mean? Like at least we there's would get, a reason for it to happen. Like okay, we th- this didn't need to happen, but eh, at least it got us somewhere, right? Like the, instead the way, we got no. By the way, vignette is that what you're calling that? That was I mean, a vignette. Call it whatever you want to call. It. I mean, well, I well, we'll we'll get to that in a second. I don't know what you go, but yeah, like this went nowhere. I I can't believe I'm gonna use these words. I'm willing to give them the opportunity to make it a thing. I, it doesn't interest me necessarily. But I, I, I'm going to keep saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this. I do think that just doing Raw on a different set would be enough. I, I really mean that. I, I don't need them to try to convince me that this is a shoot-fighting tournament. Obviously, none of us really want that or think that that's a good idea. I don't need them to create a new championship. I just need them to justify why it is that guys would compete in there instead of competing in the normal ring. That's and why li- does Shane need to be there? Yeah. Well, I mean, th- I don't need them to justify that because I don't need any more of <laughs> Shane. Shane doesn't have to be part of it going forward. All I need but- is a bare minimum, here's why we want to be in here. That's it. That's all they have to do. And I'm inclined. I'm not, tra- I'm not telling you it's good. I'm not telling you I'm jumping up and down about it. But it's no worse than anything else that you've been doing. Here's, here's the other good from Raw as a whole. Because of, like... It was not good. A lot of it was not good, but a lot of it was so weird that it broke up the monotony. Like it's, we've been in a very monotonous raw over the past three months or so, so he, and this but, show, for whatever you want to say, was not monotonous. You're right about that. However, the problem with that is that raw got good for a few weeks, and so yeah, it's not as monotonous with seeing the performance center, but the show was actually pretty good for the past few weeks. So it was almost like they tried to overfix something that wasn't that broken. You know, it would be like instead of giving Bobby Lashley pants and the full Nelson, if they tried to, like, turn him into a character. That's like what they did with the show. It's like they they tried to fix too much. Better, better storylines would be better. That's uh, for I, sure. 100%. And, but, and, and look, again, what it felt like and what I've talked about a lot during this 
this this stretch, the COVID era, was, and I can't remember who what it what, who it was. It wasn't Alvarez. I I don't remember. One of the the more plugged in guys reported essentially that they they admit that they just threw shit against the wall. Like that's all this was was them just throwing well, stuff against the wall to see what might stick. And the terrifying part is, the third hour of Raw was their best rated in some time. But 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 were people waiting for a faction to attack I, I, people? Brandon, I'm I'm with you for for whatever reason. Right. But people stayed around. But they stayed around. And oh, and Aaron and I were watching in real time. So so you're right about that. And, and whatever, I, I never watch Raw live. Whatever ever. whatever the reason being, even even if your theory, Brandon, is that like yeah, there were people tuned in, but they weren't tuned in because they were excited about what they saw. They were they were hoping for something else. Well, what we know is because it did a better number, it means we're going to get more of it. <laughs> Like that's that's what we know for sure is yeah. going to be the case, and I'm not. Again, it's a weird feeling that I have about it. I do. I, I can't hate it. It's not an. It's not a thing. I don't know what to hate. What can I possibly hate about something that isn't? It isn't. You can hate. You can hate how clearly thrown together it was. Uh, I mean, I can hate well, the structure of the show. Right. I guess I could do that. I can't yeah. hate Raw Underground because I don't know what Raw Underground is. And specifically because they don't know what a hundred percent they don't know what raw underground is. I don't. Yeah, because they they have to make a there has to be some kind of uh, point to it, right? Well, like here's here's the one story they have told, and it's not the story they want to tell. It's that Shane McMahon and a bunch of wrestlers would rather hang out in a room than watch Raw. Or <laughs> man, that's that's true. That's so far what they've told. And again, and Dolph Ziggler would rather fight in a room than fight on Raw. Yes, but that's a problem. If that's the story, okay, but they can fix that. But and and it doesn't take much to fix it. Like this is Raw two. You know what I mean? Like this is not. This is also on TV. This is also. They just need to explain why it is they want to be in this room instead of the other room. That's literally. It's such a bare minimum thing. All they've got to do. They don't need to to, to justify Shane. I, I. They don't need. Uh, clearly, they don't need Shane McMahon to be involved in. But that's the worst part about all this is it's going to mean more Shane McMahon. And there is no reason why Shane McMahon should be involved, with the only exception being the scenario. Brandon, the scenario you painted is that this is about Shane McMahon um, wanting to watch guys fight and offering them money, right? If that's what this is, fine, F- fine. It's it's dumb, but, but why it's, doesn't he want to offer people money to fight in the ring? Because he has to. Ju- he has to explain that. I, I understand. I'm just saying. I'm saying in kayfabe. There has to be a damn good explanation why a McMahon all of a sudden doesn't like wrestling. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, but 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 my concern is if you get that, it's going to turn into him versus. Of oh, course, oh, that's yes, what it's going right. to and turn that's, into. And that's and that's why that's why I don't really want to go down that road. I by the, I'm, way, by the way, wait. We need to, we need to establish something right now. Each each of us go around and tell me how many weeks it is until Shane is fighting someone in there. I don't, I, I don't. It's happened. It's gonna happen, right? I don't know if he's gonna do it on Raw. I don't, I don't know. I like mean, in look, that room or whatever, whatever I, that is. Uh, if they do a pay per view version of it, how many weeks is it till Shane is in there fighting like whoever it is? I'm gonna say I give it a month until Shane I, I was gonna say, is either in there or there is announced an announced match with him in that fight zone or whatever one thing we found out apparently or was reported over the past week was that for some random reason 
Payback is going to be a pay-per-view, and it's going to be a pay-per-view exactly one week yeah. after SummerSlam. And all of a sudden, I'm really scared that it's going to be Payback all Raw Underground matches or something similar to that, or heavily featured Underground matches. Why, why are you worried about that, by the way? That actually sounds like one of the best-case scenarios that could come from this. Yeah, that that is probably I don't, the best. I actually thing. don't. Well, I genuinely don't understand why. It's much better the, than an actual well, pay-per-view sure. a week later. Well, yeah. yes, obviously it's much better. That it, it, it's more the idea of these matches don't work. Like, you can't, because they're 30-second matches. Well, we don't know that yet. We don't know well, what we, it's going to become when it's real people and not jobbers and stuff, you know? I that, th- I mean, how do you, when when the matches, you, you know, the, the way they present it, of course they can change the presentation completely, but the way they presented it was like, you're supposed to knock out, tap out, or throw the guy out of the ring. Those matches immediately can't last long. Well, why not? <laughs> like I don't. I'm still... like you can't. Fi- I mean, look, you can't go outside the ring. You can't throw a guy into the ropes. You can't do anything. I like these matches are inherently shorter matches. I mean, I they're not going to be 20 minutes. I don't disagree with you on that, but that doesn't mean that they can't do something that goes five. Um, yeah, I mean, they can do okay, but then if it's still heavy, we're talking about. God knows how many matches to get to, you know, a pay-per-view. Well, I'm not, I'm not telling you that it's, that it's the answer for the entirety of the pay-per-view or something along these lines. Here, I mean, the, I guess essentially this is what I would say. What I'd say is, like, I, they didn't really explain what this is. No, I'm is. definitely, I'm definitely... You're, you're, you're making that as what it I, should be. I'm projecting be. it. And yes. in some way, that's what it should be, right? Like, the concept, sh- if you're going to do something like this, that's what the concept should be. And I don't inherently disagree with that um and if that's the case then you specifically use it for certain things right like i don't think you put braun Strowman and bray wyatt on on payback you know from the raw underground room that's that's <laughs> not be, a, that that actually would be pretty hilarious well i mean it'd be, a, it'd be amazing but like it just <laughs> it doesn't work like that's that's not okay but could you use this to have three or four, you know, quote unquote, shoot fight rematches? I don't know. That could be interesting. It's it there. There could be something to that. I, none of this is me telling you I love it. It's it's me saying we got a really low bar. We've got an unbelievably yeah, low bar at the moment, and this being even slightly different can work. Like I, it can work. To the to meet the low bar, I, I, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm making it sound like it's a good thing, but like that's that's just where we are at the moment. I I don't know. I it, it just goes back to what I said. I I don't. I can't be offended by it. I can't be angry about it. It's just nothing, and it has to become something before me to know whether or not I should be angry about it or offended by it. Right? Like if it's if it's just what well, if all it is is just what we saw last week, is they just keep, let's send the camera to the other room where here's some random fight we don't give a shit about. That's Raw Underground. I, no, like, that's, that's I, I'll never need more of that in my life. Like, what, why would anybody think that that would be interesting? If, if they do this, like the numbers, and say, okay, now we got to do it again, and somebody with a brain gets involved and says, well, here's how we can, you know, make it something, make it different, and real and unique or whatever, I'll listen is all I can say. I'll listen to that until I know to be offended by it. Right now, I can't know to be offended by it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not offended by it. I just think right now and from what has been presented, it's stupid. 
it's utter stupidity. And I guess you can get offended at utter stupidity. I, that's the thing. I can't even. I don't even know that I can call. How do you it, know? It, I, I would say that. I don't know how you can do. I just don't know how you can. I like. I get that we're supposed. I feel like that's what you're supposed to think if you're a smart. If you're a smart, right? A smart. I just don't. I don't well, think just they, the fact that we're pre- being presented everything we've said, everything that it's very clearly thrown together. They don't have a story. They're not presenting a story. That by definition is stupid. And Shane McMahon. Well, yeah, that part. That part. Yes, <laughs> I can be offended by Shane McMahon. You're right about that. I can be offended by Shane McMahon. I I don't I don't know that I can join you on on this again. It's 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 only because of the super low bar, dude. Like the bar right. is so low that I I how can I be offended? about them not knowing what they're doing when they've never known what they were doing. <laughs> like, enough. how can I start being that's, offended that's by fair. that today? Like, that's no different than any other week. It's just doing it in a different room. <laughs> that's it. Um, I mean, there's there are things you could do with this. Like, if you had... I'm with you. If, if, if you had Bobby Lashley in there or somebody dominant, like, I actually presented a situation to Aaron, which obviously is very... Um, it's very unlikely to happen, but weirder things have happened that they get Lesnar in this thing, and and maybe him and Lashley go at it in a shoot fight or something. But but it's not really a shoot fight. Let's make that very clear. Well, a what, fake shoot. But fight. by the but way, I, yeah. that's better. If you you can do fake shoot fights, just yes. don't yeah. do real shoot yes. fights. One hundred percent. Alternatively, <laughs> well, these were fake, right? Oh, yes. they have yes. to be. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I mean, the one guy was suplexing people. Yeah, no, what one hundred percent? And and to and be clear, fine. like if yeah. if they were even doing real shoot fights, they'd have to have the athletic commission involved. Right. There would be well, so. They already do. They, but WWE to a, already in a different in a different way. It's a different. Oh, okay. Like like box. All of these things have different rules, different standards, different. All you couldn't put together a shoot fight last minute, stick it up against the wall. It would have to be a fake shoot fight in order to be able to do it. Right. And that, that's the other, I mean, the weird thing about this is, are they presenting it as a shoot fight? And again, if they're presenting this as a shoot fight, what are they presenting everything in the ring as? You can't have that on a show. Now you could say these are different rules. Fights, yes. Yes. That's, but, and that's exactly because, what they have because to do. Because in a, in a wrestling match, you're not supposed to be able to punch people in the face. Well, even I, I, though they do, the, the, but the use of shoot is the, is the problematic. Well, I wouldn't use well, the word shoot. Say that. We're right. saying I know. that. I know. Yeah, and and that's why I'm just clarifying there. Yeah, right? they're they're not. I'm saying so now. Here's where my my brain went until until it went nowhere. I was thinking, okay, is this going to be a vehicle for like Dijakovic or someone where they could put someone up there murdering people all night, and then this is the guy that comes in at the end and can overcome, and that's his. Window. I don't know if it's that guy, but someone. I mean, this has to benefit someone. At well, some I mean, point. look. For what it's worth, Lashley does make a lot of sense. Like that's. Yeah. Let's not pretend like right. it doesn't. Lashley makes a lot of sense for this. And concept. actually, it fixes what we were talking about last week, which is it doesn't make sense to put him in the title picture right now because of what's going on. Right. And you have to keep him strong and interesting because you've already done all this work. Like now he's. They've done. They did him and Drew. But like I feel like they did the work afterwards, which is super weird, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it was that they didn't have any plans for Lashley, and then they found something that stuck with Lashley. Only they found something that I stuck mean, too to, late. Yeah, it has to be what it was. But I'm, I'm, but I'm saying like now I would believe that match, and I, I would make the argument for him winning that match. hundred percent. And um, and now that you've done that, you can't. He and I, I'm, I'm very happy. I think we thought 
and they still could. We thought they were going to pivot him to Apollo, and I'm kind of happy they're not because you. it's the thing that Glenn always talks about. Why should he care about the U.S. title? He should be at a different level, right? Like, he should be right. it, it feels, going for the world it feels title, way, yes. wanting to be the, the top of the card, you know? Creating a scenario where you're trying, where you are the most dominant enforcer of some sort, right? Like, where even yes. if you don't have the title... But that that somehow you're the baddest man in the company, right? That's yeah. not a bad concept. It's just not as easily written out. Getting there, I'm I'm Aaron, I assure you, I'm nervous as shit. <laughs> like <laughs> trust me, I don't trust that they can do that and make sense of it and make it entertaining and make it work. But if they could that is a fair use of this. And again, with the, the lowest level being, it got me a different set to look at. Um, I, 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 it is a weird feeling, Brandon. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not apart from you. I, I, it's not just that I'm not offended by it right now. It's that I think it could work in a weird way. They just have a shit ton of work to do because they didn't do any of it. Right. It's, on it, the first it, night. It has to have a focus. And, and and I'm I'm willing to listen, but it the way it was presented Monday was not okay. No, they I mean, did because they, they, they didn't present like, anything. They just didn't. They they did yeah. not. They did zero work on Monday. They they literally did nothing other than let's just let's just throw as I keep saying they throw something against the wall see if it sticks. Okay, well the ratings would say it, it's not like it was a home run, but it's stuck enough that we can be pretty sure they're going to go back to it. Yeah. Now what? Now can they do the work to make it a thing? I'm trepidatious. I, I, I'm with you. I'm trepidatious about it. But my answer hypothetically is I think they can. Will they? Yeah. They, they, yeah. We'll find that. <laughs> um, the faction. Mm. Retribution, which somehow we know, despite we don't know who the people are, but we know their name. So how did we, I don't even know how we know that. How do we know because that? Because they, they put it up on WWE.com. WWE.com yeah. said, we got to st- or we discovered somehow. Still don't know how. I mean, that, that's really bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. That's, that's really bad. <laughs> well, it, it also, I mean, it seemed a little, it continues to seem a little desperate because Initially, that like WWE.com was like, we heard there's a new faction tonight. Right. And then it was like, we heard their name is this. And then if you add what they did, like we heard that there's a faction that blew up a Transformer, but all that happened was a couple microphones went out here and there, but they blew up. Oh, no, don't forget. They, they pushed over that box in the backstage area. Man. Right, right. Man, but they, a... they literally Molotov cocktailed. Uh, what they called yes. a power transformer or something. They called it that, I think. And But then, like, the lights just blinked. <laughs> I mean, it's the worst introduction of a faction ever. I'm not disagreeing with you about that. It's a <laughs> terrible way to introduce a faction. But, oh, also, also, wait, we have to, we have to say, how absurd is it that they didn't actually do something? It was like Tom Phillips or someone being like, I gotta show you what happened earlier. It's like <laughs> that's your introduction of this supposedly like I mean, you know important faction yes, that you're this, acting like is important of this counterculture like, type of faction of this you know DX this this you know whatever it is that you're gonna do. 
And it was like 10.30 or something by the time they I mean, did that, too. Really fucking weird. Really weird. Really bad. That doesn't mean the faction's going to be bad. It's just... The presentation's bad. What was the point of that, right? Like, what was the point of teasing out a faction to do that? Um, well, the, I mean, there's, there's one obvious point. What? Like, they want it to be their version of Antifa. That's the image that I got from it. I mean, I... Vince's warped version. Let me no, let me make remember, that Remember, Aaron, it's not political. It, but uh, yeah, that and, and when that started getting leaked out beforehand, oh no, this is definitely not political. Oh, you knew. <laughs> okay, but like in fairness, that's sort of what every counterculture like like I I think we're gonna make too, we're gonna hang up too much on that. That's what DX was too. That's what. Like DX every, wasn't wearing masks and, and all but, black and hoods and like but they were what they were wearing. It was a counterculture concept. Like you're no, tying this is something that was literally on the news like two you know. I I understand. I understand that, but you're tying it directly to that when like literally every faction that has ever exists in professional wrestling for the most part has existed to just sort of fuck shit up and and mess with the the status well, quo. That's, that's fair. Like. Yeah. I, I, I think that what faction are you introducing that isn't doing that? And so I get why we're tying it to like what's going on in the world, but at the it's same the time, visual presentation of it. Okay, but like, I, I, because because they took out a, a power thing, like you know I, they they said they were trying to you know they were upset. What what was it? It was they were upset with what was going on, and so they were going to try to cause chaos. But like, that's but that's every faction. Like that's, well, wait, well, hold on. Wait, what? What faction has ever said we're upset with what's going on with man? Like, I can't remember. I need to find the exact wordage of it. But it made clear it was like the higher ups aren't treating us well. That's again. What am I missing? That's every faction that that starts to be counter to something, whether it's management or whether it starts just to be counter to the, the whoever a face is. You you start a faction for that purpose, to to mess with things, to disturb the natural order of what's going on that's that's like nexus it's it's i i don't i don't know what i'm missing here like again i get that it's the t- the time frame in the world is what it is yes. but the nature of factions in professional wrestling is always sort of of that ilk um like, but it's the way they presented it like not all factions are presented this way i'm As i'm, said, this I'm might really be the con- worst i'm really confused by that like other factions wore bandanas other factions other factions broke things and messed things up and destroyed things like i i i guess i'm i'm this is the first one that we have wearing mass throwing molotov cocktails i mean i guess i like i i don't know have you seen the video in dx's open man like that's the but that DX didn't debut by hiding their faces, throwing Molotov cocktails. They they debuted by saying, "Oh look, here's X Pac." Like I hear you, but like it was still the concept that they were trying to like, like they were trying to project that they were anti-establishment. That was pretty fucking clear. Like right. I, I I I don't know. Uh, look, man. Again, I think we're mixing trepidation about things. I I'm gonna say the same thing. I don't know enough about this to be offended by it yet. Like. They just threw some, some Molotov cocktails at a, at a power transformer. Well, all don't, don't I... forget, they, all, they also uh, turned out the lights, right. and they cut right. microphones. Right. Like that's... And I, I don't know, were we supposed to assume that they did something to uh, by, by the way, what was Montez Sanity? Hang on a second. What was Sanity supposed to be? Sanity was... 
They were supposed yeah, I mean, to be same, counterculture. Yeah. Like that's what all these yeah. things are. Is they're counterculture. That's that's the nature of being a faction. I don't really know how you introduce it. The timing it. and the exact vignette worried me. I'll say that. It worried me. All right. I mean, I just don't know. I, I, I Look, I, here's what I'll give you. Everything worries me. <laughs> so it's not that you're not right to be worried. You're right to be worried about everything. I just don't really know how you introduce a faction in professional wrestling without it being counterculture. I, I don't. You know what it reminded me of? Do you remember in the early days of Rusev? Rusev, I think, had the U.S. title at the time or something. And the Malaysian airline incident happened. And like two days later, Lana cuts a promo about, you know, all of you Americans blame Russians for, you know, for everything. And it was very clearly and everyone picked up on it as a a shot at the Malaysian Airlines thing. And then they quickly said, no, 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 this is because she's just Russian. Like, this has nothing to do with that. Like, that's what this reminded me of. That, that you want to walk near something there, without walking yeah, there, into the something? Yeah, there's deniability, but we know what this was. Okay, but did you hate Hawk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter? No, I love that. And that was, like, the beginning of my fandom. Like, I, I, I don't know that walking near something without walking into it is necessarily a bad thing. I, I get that it's a really fine line and we don't really trust them I, i'd certainly understand that but they walked way past it over the hulk hogan sergeant slaughter thing oh. and yet we all have pretty like as, as brandon pointed out like we think of it pretty pleasantly in our wrestling canon like we we think of that in a certain way um i, I don't know i guess here's here's my question Here, here's a question that i have and um does the composition of the stable matter? Yeah, because for for example, so <laughs> I I made a list. I and not, this does isn't necessarily all raw superstars, but just for shits and giggles, I made a list of the raw superstars who weren't like you know out for other reasons that we know about, so special or whatever, who weren't show uh, shown either you know on raw in some way, whether it was an underground or anything. One is Akam, and we haven't seen him because Ray's is uh, injured. Uh, Alistair Black selling the injury. Austin Theory is suspended. Now we have Cedric Alexander, Umberto Carrillo, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, Riddick Moss, Natalia, and Lana. If it's the men involved, does that change your mind on things? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I gotta be honest, I don't know. I think it depends what they say. I don't think just just what we saw if they come out and they're just like, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, we saw one visual like we don't know yeah, what the, the rest of the this thing. is going to be. I, I, and if they come out and start saying the wrong things, I, I, I don't know. We It's hard to know what we're going to think. Till it's, they it's, do it, it's what right? I keep going back to. It's, it's it's so similar to how I feel about Raw Underground. I don't know enough to know to be offended by it. I don't know what it is still. And, and Ali's not going to participate in anything that is offensive. I don't think that the counterculture concept is offensive. I think it's always... No, but I mean, he won't let it be the right, offensive if, version of right, it. Right, if, if, you know, if they're walking the too close to The people involved are socially aware, I guess I should say. If it's the people that you just listed, the, the men on that list are people who are very socially aware. So I don't think that they'll walk into something that is line yeah. crossing. I'd be more worried if it was like 
Jackson Riker and people <laughs> like that. It's the Forgotten Sons. It could be, by the way. Yeah, it certainly could. I mean, you're not wrong about that. If um, they come out, then I'm going to be really worried. Well, I mean, it's also like, are you trying to present it as a, a face faction, a heel faction, or are you sort of trying to present like this other concept where, again, it's just kind of cool. Um, it's it's cool. It's different. It's Rage Against the Machine. It's It's not really in line with anything as much as it's just, you know, fight the power, right? Like, I, I don't know that that's a bad thing. In fact, I, I would argue against it. Like, who doesn't get jazzed every time some faction just comes in and fucks shit up for a little while? Like, inevitably, it doesn't work long term, but it's cool, man. Like, it's just different. You're into it. You feel it. The fucking the, the, the Survivor Series thing sucks. But was it not cool when NXT was kicking everybody's ass the first night? Was it not cool when the Nexus debuted and kicked everybody's ass? Like, it's cool at first because it's just different. And, yes, it it runs out, and inevitably you don't know where to go with it because there is no point and because professional wrestlers have to have, like, individual things that they're pursuing. They can't always just fall in line. But And particularly if, if, if the people that... Again, we have no idea who's in this thing. Right. But if it's the people that Aaron thinks it is, there's clearly no legs to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard. It's a hard sell. It's because a really they have hard sell. not proven that they care about any of those people enough to push them for longer than. But is it to, lo- to is a pay per view? Is it two of them and two maybe, NXT maybe stars? Maybe the two of the guys from Forgotten. The other two from Forgotten Sons. Maybe it could be people from NXT. No, it could be anybody. Right. Is for it, all we know, this could be Gargano and, and Champa. Or is it Champa? Right. Like if it's Champa, it's cool as shit, right? Like yeah. if yeah, this that's is how you they start corner. attacking people and they're not just knocking over stuff. Well, yes, like that, that's I, one of the I, things. I, like the all of those counterculture things you've mentioned is like you have that, and then you have like the riot squad who thought the idea of being counterculture was taking papers off of a desk and throwing them in the air. Right, right. No, I obviously, you have to be able to do it right. And you're right to be trepidatious about their ability to do it right, because you're right to be trepidatious about everything, um, as we keep talking about. But, I, I don't know, I'm... Again, I'm, I'm interested. They have accomplished that. They've accomplished that I'm interested, and it, it wasn't, in a weird way, by not revealing it, they prevented me from being able to be offended by it. <laughs> Instead, way, I'm just. I, I'm like, I, I, I think I'm pretty convinced that Tommaso Ciampa is in this faction, because his he deleted all of his tweets and doesn't follow anybody, and his he still has a, an account, but it's just there, and it doesn't make sense for him to be doing anything else right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, literally did that as well, but. No one really. I mean, granted, he was it sharing screenshots of raw people for a long yeah. time. It's one of those things where it, it obviously it doesn't have to be the people that we saw who were actually in it, but clearly nobody in that shot was Dominic Dijakovic. I mean, but yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean. But that right. doesn't mean anything. Correct. Of correct. That that yeah, it really doesn't mean anything. I don't know. We'll see. I I I I it's don't know. Interesting that those are the two that those two people did the same thing to their Twitter accounts. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, it 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 bears monitoring. I think is what we can. Wonder say. if anybody else has has done that. Um, I don't know. Let's try to pick up the pace because we've only covered two things so far. On there were this. two big things to be fair. There were two plus. big yes. things. Let's try to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'm going to pivot to NXT just because. 
Yeah. I was I was going to say like my my big thing going into NXT was going to be I, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Well, except for the the thing that is wrong. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. <laughs> and actually, it'll kind of lead into the thing. There's one wrong. thing. What I was going to say is let's take let's take stock of the three biggest stars of NXT. One is completely missing in Tommaso Ciampa. One, I, I, sorry, the four biggest stars in all of NXT. One is completely missing. Two are going to fight each other in a match for a chance to get into a secondary title match at TakeOver. I don't think they're fighting each other. I, I, I the, think they're fighting. So the they're the fighting. way he worded There's four it. four people involved. They haven't said who's fighting who. Oh, the and way I, he I, worded I, it can't. sounded very much like he said it would be uh, Finn versus Gargano. Well, there's uh, two other people involved. I understand. It just the way he worded it made it sound like that's what he was saying. I'm, okay. I, they didn't announce. I don't think, I don't they think didn't it announce is, the match. But the fourth is now in a program. No offense, with a former punter with the slightest of crossover <laughs> appeal. Well, there's there's a fifth. Who? Finn Balor. That's no Finn Balor's one. That's he, what I'm saying. I said I said Champa, then I said Gargano and Balor. Oh, and sorry. And then I said yeah. Cole. Yeah. Um, that that's those are your top stars in the entire company, and Keith Lee might be fifth at this point. Like he might, you know, be the next guy, but he's not above those guys yet. He's not there. He hasn't been there as long. He hasn't accomplished as much. All of those things. Those are your top four stars in the company, and three of them weren't on TV at all. The other, you're confused and thinking you're getting the rub from a former football player when the truth is that you're actually giving him the rub. He's getting way more out of this than you are. This is a really weird... You know when, like, um, a woman on Twitter gets, like, a creepy DM from a dude and, like, posts it and says, are men okay? I feel like, like, posting the picture of what's going on and saying, is NXT okay? What is going on exactly? (laughs) And it's... It's... I can't say it's bad... Because, again, the only part that's bad is the Pat McAfee thing. That's the only bad part of it. It's just really confusing as to what's happening exactly. And Here's where I will disagree with you slightly. I do think you're underselling Pat McAfee a little bit. No, I'm not. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm he's not. a huge... I'm saying, I mean, he has a... If you're talking about, you know, you guys have talked about social media being a big thing. He has a bigger social media following than, like, NXT, than, like, any wrestler. I mean, he has 1.8 million followers on Twitter. Okay, so you're saying because he's got more followers than I'm Adam. not saying it's good, but I'm just saying that the idea that this might be a crossover thing worth at least regarding a little bit, I think you might be underselling that aspect. Of it. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not willing to give it to you just because he's got a lot of followers on Twitter. That that, that does not comprehend with his Q ratings. So that smells like. If we ran the numbers and found out how many of those were real, it would be a staggering number. I mean, his Q rating is just not that significant. He's he's likable. He's a likable guy. Um, like he's he's popular, but he's not more popular than like the guys on Pardon My Take. He's. I mean, if you look at it, he has close to three times as many. Again, as and you you're right. Followers can be thing, you know. Pardon my take, PFT has 700,000. Yeah, yeah, he's not more significant than that. And so I like you'd have to know more about that number in order to just be able to give it to you. I I'm not 
There's nothing about Pat McAfee in the real world that suggests there's actually 1.8 million people that follow him versus them buying followers because he wanted to launch something or it just being a shit ton of bots. He's, his Q rating isn't that. He's not that relevant. He does a Thursday night football game for ESPN. He does his podcast. He does some uh, occasional TV appearances. Yeah, I mean, he uh, isn't the the radio show also a TV show and some isn't it syndicated or am it's, I, no, I, I don't it's, know. It's just sure. a, it's a podcast that has a video component. You can't watch it on okay. TV somewhere. Okay. Um, he's fine. This is I I don't really want this to be about me shitting on Pat McAfee. Like, it's. It's Pat McAfee's. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's worth it. By the way, I'm just there, pointing out. I do think there even is even if something. He, even if there wasn't a bad to it, they're not getting a rub of anything more. Like to say, well, now like they're on. They're like the they did an interview on ESPN about it. Well, they can have Triple H on ESPN whenever they want. They but don't. Triple need, H challenged him to a match on ESPN. Yeah, they they don't. But they don't need Pat McAfee in order to get Triple H on ESPN. They don't need that. That's not. Whenever WWE wants to be on ESPN, ESPN's made it very clear they're happy to do it. Yeah. They don't need Pat Especially McAfee right for now. that. Oh, I mean, I don't know. They actually have a lot of sports going on right true, now. True. Well, um, second, yes. But but they've made it abundantly clear over the course of the last couple of years. They'll do all the WWE programming the WWE wants. They've decided it's good for business to be involved with WWE. You didn't need Pat McAfee in order to get ESPN. I don't know what you think you're getting from Pat McAfee, who, again, is fine. There's, this is not me shitting on Pat McAfee. He's fine. But for the negative of, of what you're doing, there's just not the trade-off there. It's not being talked about today. This, is, this exists in the wrestling world and nowhere else. No one else cares. If you're not a wrestling fan, you're not talking about this. This isn't, a bit, this isn't Mike Tyson showing up somewhere. I mean, that's, that's the problematic thing about this is that Wrestling fans aren't going to like this. And if it's not for wrestling fans, who is it for? I mean, obviously this is one person. I have had a non-wrestling fan ask me about it because he does happen to be a Pat McAfee fan. I mean, Great, that's one person. I mean, good for you but, for finding that guy. But, I mean, yeah. good for you for finding him. It is not, this is not a big Twitter conversation. This is not something that's, that's popping off. This is yeah. It's not trending or anything. It's nothing. It's it's and again, no offense. I, I I'm saying this. I kind of like Pat McAfee, right? Like he's entertaining as hell. Yeah. This is not me trying to shit on him. It's me saying I think ultimately he gets way more out of this than WWE does. It makes him more. He is now known by more people than people are discovering NXT. I I I don't really know that it's close. Um. And again, likable guy. And a bigger Q rating than than Adam Cole. You're, I mean, that is true. It's a bigger Q rating than Adam Cole. And if there was no... Like, you could make the argument that if there wasn't a bad, if it wasn't what you're referring to, Brandon, that wrestling fans hate this, if there was no loss, you could justify, hey, this is a, you know, a, a kind of a guy. Um, we're getting a little attention out of it, and we're not losing anything in the process, so who gives a shit? But you can't do that. This is terrible. It's terrible for for so little in return. You want to do this? There's one thing that maybe there's one thing that maybe they figured out a way 
to turn Adam Cole face without having to damage anyone. Yes. That, and that was, like, again, bringing up the one good thing about everything. They are self-aware enough to make Ma Pat McAfee the heel in this situation. I mean... And, be and because, because they, you know, and it points to other issues, there aren't that many strong heels in NXT, and the one you have is obviously very busy... Um, if you can even argue that he's strong, which I would make an argument about, but they think he is. So that that he's in the title picture. Who else do you have? You know, Gargano is the one that I argued for, but they obviously don't want to do that for whatever reason. So or, or for all we know, he's going to be like he's going to help Pat McAfee win this match. <laughs> I don't freaking know. I mean, like, God, I hope not. Let's walk down that road. Like, what happens if the, if he wins? I mean, like. I don't think I would hope they wouldn't do that. But like, you know, there's other things you could do, like with, with what they did last night, other than having him fight Pac Pat McAfee. And obviously we don't know what they're planning to do. But like you could have also used that as a reason for the Undisputed Era to beat him up because they lost the titles because he was too preoccupied arguing with Pat McAfee. So like that would have been a great wrestling reason to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about great, but <laughs> it would have well, been a it been better than having to fighting Pat McAfee, get yes. Pat McAfee in a match. At Correct. Takeover, well, it's definitely a hundred percent. That would have been. There's no question about that. Um, I mean, but there's I, nothing inherently completely wrong with Pat McAfee being a voice as a shit stirrer. It's when he got physical that crossed every line possible. Yeah, I mean, within within your world, I don't disagree with that. If you, except for the fact that it's also weird how you're introduced. It's not. Pat McAfee disappeared for a long time, and then you brought him back in, right? Like, that doesn't really make sense. I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm just saying, like, the, the inherent idea of Pat McAfee being a shit stirrer, just talking, not the entirely worst idea. I, I would I would say that if you had had, had him around for a while and then kind of went that way, I would say, yeah, I would agree with it. Th this, is, this is bad and forced. Like, it's, it's so obviously forced because, again... They are convinced that Pat McAfee is something that he's not. That this, to, like, they are convinced that he is a legit celebrity, and they are getting legit celebrity out of this. Um, for what it's worth, I just ran the Twitter audit. He has more. Uh, Twitter audit thinks he's got more real followers than I did. Um, so, so there's something. There's something to be said for that. I don't know what it is, but it did. Is it is it changing NXT's ratings? Like, you're getting your answers all the time it didn't suddenly make everybody go to nxt last night because pat mcafee was there he's not that guy i don't know who is for what it's worth i don't know who's who's the guy that you could say if this person was going to be involved in an angle on nxt all of a sudden nxt would pop a you know 1.4 or something along those lines i have no clue and dwayne johnson like i guess um I, I, I can't. I can't, man. I can't with this is like this is where somebody this is where somebody like AJ would say, dude, sometimes, you know, you, you overthink these things and you just take your medicine. It is what it is. You move forward. Adam Cole's a top face. That's what you wanted out of all of this. And that's what you get. <laughs> OK, OK. And maybe I maybe I, I, I honestly did have the feeling that I would be less offended by it if it weren't for the fact that, like, it's this, and I, I make this, I have this conversation a lot about AEW, it's this 
plus you forcing someone in the title picture that didn't shouldn't be in the title picture just yet. It's this plus your top stars not being on TV. It's this, like, this isn't the time to do this. You want to do this when, when you got six other things that are humming and this is, like, the fourth most important thing that's going on? Okay, you know, like, sure, fine, whatever. We, Chris Jericho was messing around with Mickey Rourke, you know what I mean? Like, you can do that type of stuff. But not when it's you're, you. You don't focus your show around something that's this bad. It's it's not. This isn't a thing. Um, I I don't I don't know what's going on, and I don't know if it's just like Triple H is just in love with Pat McAfee, or there's more influence from Vince McMahon. This is this is decidedly un NXT. What I'm seeing at the moment. Um. That's a real bummer, dude. It's a real bummer because I'm I'm an Uber NXT defender. I am. I I I've kept talking, you know, when when Aaron wanted the show to be wrecked, I, I this is really bad. I can't get around that. I don't disagree. I and and I do think he, here's the thing that really hurts any argument is that if this is solely about, you know, they do think Pat McAfee is a star, he will bring uh, viewers you don't need to put him against adam cole then you you bring him down to a level you have him face cameron grimes you have him face but do, i mean you know, do we who, know that he can whoever. wrestle do we know that like he's been training i don't even know that we know any of that no i i nothing that we've heard i mean so I, i'm still a little confused by this because i'm still confused like to say that we're doing adam cole versus pat mcafee like i i, I guess we have to we have to if not like like, you could make the case, oh, well, maybe, you know, like in Brandon's situation, maybe he picks Johnny Gargano and, to, and to fight Adam Cole, but then he should have never gotten physically involved. Correct. Once he got physically involved, you have to have a match. So to say, like, you have to have Pat McAfee involved as a celebrity, well, like, I, again, how do you know that he can do... Look, maybe Pat McAfee has been training as a professional wrestler for months, and they feel as though he can credibly do enough to not embarrass himself. I found an article from 2017 that said he was training to be a wrestler. I mean, you know, that's, 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 I, I don't know if he kept doing it. I don't know if he kept up with it. He would have had to have been doing serious training during the course of this year. And again, we're not talking about to give a quality match, but just to not embarrass himself. Just, yeah, there's pictures of him in, in the ring with other guys and stuff. Like, I mean, he looks like he's in pretty damn good shape. Oh, there's no doubt. He looks like he's that. in great, yeah, I don't yeah, disagree with that. He's a fantastic athlete. Right. He looks like he's in great shape. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. But to have an NXT takeover, like, at, to do something at TakeOver that isn't fucking horrendously embarrassing, I, he would almost have had to have needed to have been training for all of those three years. And and having secret matches we never knew about. Well, the, doesn't this smell like chicanery, though? It, like, I, mean, I mean, I hear you. People attacking. But that's not supposed to be TakeOver. And that's why it's so right. fucking offensive. It's so offensive that you would do that at if, TakeOver. If this doesn't happen at TakeOver, if this is just on an NXT episode before or after TakeOver, do you feel differently? Differently. I, I feel differently. No, diff I'm fine with it being on TakeOver if there's six other matches. Because if you if you, if you you make the argument that TakeOver normally is six really good matches and you just add this to it, what's that matter? Well, Takeover because TakeOver is normally take, TakeOver five matches. has been a show where any match can be great. Yeah. I mean, the point, the concept of TakeOver has always been any match can be the match of the night. Like, th this, this, this would be a decided, 
There, there is no comparable but to there's this. There's been squash matches on takeovers before. Like ones that were announced that night. I mean, like, like you know, they came out and said, we're going to add this to the card so we can do it. They have not built something to just make it a squash. That's, that has been decidedly anti-takeover. Yeah. The, the closest thing you have is to the very first one, Arrival, when it was um, author, uh, not Authors of Pain, when it was the Ascension against um, Too Cool. That, that was Kevin, Kevin Owens squashed somebody. But that was the debut of Kevin Owens. It wasn't built as a feud. Right. It was the debut of Kevin Owens. It wasn't a match going in there that we knew. Why okay, does everything? They, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight back against this notion that everything always has to be the same thing. I mean, like you can't add something else that's a different kind of attraction to it as long as you I, still you, deliver. I don't it's think it's weird to do it six delivery. years in. Yeah, it's weird to yeah. do that six years you, in. You, when you, you've never done it before, and you can't do that without it harming the 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 brand, the takeover brand has mattered. Because every time, every time we did one, everyone that was a wrestling fan had to watch because it was going to be a night of amazing matches. That's what TakeOver is as a brand. It's, it's even different than NXT in that way, right? Like, TakeOver has existed on its own as being, you can't miss a, a TakeOver. You can't miss any of them. If the name TakeOver is on it, you know what you're watching is for wrestling fans. Even the nerdy fucking wrestling fans that want to hate WWE every WrestleMania weekend that say, I'm going to go to whatever else the same night the TakeOver is going on, you then bump into them the next day and they're like, dude, I'm really mad I didn't go to TakeOver. Because it's always delivered. Always has delivered. Not all of them have been WrestleMania weekend TakeOvers, but they've always delivered that way. You don't do this for a takeover six years in without it having damage to the brand that's existed. You have made it to be, you can't miss anything on takeover because it's that important. Pat McAfee cannot do that. that that's, that's, it's offensive to the takeover brand to include Pat McAfee. I, I do agree that I would feel differently about it if it wasn't on takeover. I, I still don't know why you'd be doing it. Like, you have Adam Cole... And you have a takeover. Adam Cole should be going towards something that makes sense at takeover. I, I, that, that can't be hard, right? Like that's that's you could think. I mean, but more and more they're you know they're focusing on the TV ratings. So if you want to you know you want to go that way, well, Pat McAfee doesn't really get you anything on takeover. He does get you something on NXT. Something. I mean, I, I have we seen ratings yet for this week? No, I I just looked. I haven't seen anything. Um. Again, if the idea is Pat McAfee is a thing, then which is what we're working on the assumption that they're at least thinking that, then no one's buying WWE Network to see Pat McAfee. They might flip on USA to see Pat McAfee. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I, I I'm still, you know, they'd have to give me something that would convince me of that. Um, but it, it, I would still say you still have a takeover coming up in a couple of weeks, and you have Adam Cole. They've already announced it. It's happening. It's at Takeover. Yeah, the, uh, Triple H went on ESPN, challenged Pat McAfee to the match to with Adam Cole, and then Adam Cole went on Twitter and said he's going to kick his ass at TakeOver. Jesus yeah. Christ. So, yeah. I, I mean, mean I, unless they swerve us, which they could do. He they, could be like, no, they, no, no, my leg hurts from punting you or something, and someone else is going to fight. I mean, they could do that, but it looks like it's happening. Hmm. They made a big deal for Triple H to go on ESPN and like stay no, in I'm... character and like talk about Pat McAfee being a fame whore and all kinds of stuff. I, I just read the the transcript of what he said. It was definitely like a 
worked like well, promo yes. kind of. Yeah. yeah. I have nothing good to say about that. I just I don't. I have nothing good to say about it. Um we haven't talked Also, you know that they thought it was a big deal because they brought Shawn Michaels and Triple H out in the segment. So who knows if that's going to, you know, if there's going to be some other well, I mean, I, bullshit. I, I, I certainly understand that in a So year, they're going to overbook the shit out of it because yeah. of what you just said. This well, is, they have to. Right. Yeah. And because because Pat McAfee can't do that. But again, right. even right. even that <laughs> does not – that's not takeover. That's, the, right. that's just, bullshit just, off Saudi Arabia. That's what yeah. that is. That's a bullshit Saudi <laughs> Arabia match. Think about, think about every – takeover that we've had in the history of takeover have we ever gone to it saying a match needs to be no. you know not be a match we've never said that for any match in the history of takeover I, I they've can't. done it once or twice but we've never thought it needed it right have they yeah. done in what have they like done the Dakota Kai match they, they've, the they've overbooked a couple yeah. matches okay I'll give you that they've overbooked a, that's fine we're going into it knowing we can't have a match here I right. mean it's those people and that was the whole argument with us was those people were perfectly capable of having a normal match <laughs> this is here's here's what I'd say what this really reeks of is we don't feel like we're getting any mainstream attention at all because we don't have Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey so we're desperate for SummerSlam weekend to have some sort of, of mainstream appeal, and this is the closest thing we could pull off. Yeah, fair. Or, or and com- combine that with Pat McAfee's been begging them to wrestle. So, yeah, right? Like that, it, they, That's how we're going to combine all of these things and just make it work. And I, what I would say is you should, if, if you felt that way, you just should have put them on Raw or, or SmackDown. Like, yeah. they, like don't, yeah. don't do this to take over. Don't do he it. He could he he could wrestle Kevin Owens. He's not fucking doing it. Well, that's a whole other thing to right. talk about. I mean, I I mean I don't uh, I still don't like it. I still don't want it, but not this. This is this is not worthy of takeover and it damages that brand. I, I can't I can't help it. It damages the takeover brand that this is the type of shit that you're going to start doing on takeover. Man, I I'm not okay with that. All right, let, uh, we got it. We got to hammer out a few more things. Um Bray Wyatt attacked Alexa Bliss. Attacked. I mean, I, I think it's something. a nothing burger. The only reason it might not be a nothing burger was because she also was involved in that swamp match, which makes me wonder if there's something more there. Otherwise, I think it's a nothing burger and just a they wanted to do something shocking at the end of Raw. Well, it's it's, it's just it's just that'll piss off Braun. That's the storyline mm-hmm. reason because they try they're trying to shoehorn in to go back to the mixed match challenge and say that he's obsessed with her or something or he's in love with her or whatever. And, and if it's just that, then fine. Whatever. Yeah, and and that's why they had him see her in the swamp fight, and that's why they did this. The only reason why I was okay with it because at least you gave something to remember about SmackDown. Like, yeah. hey, I, hey, I whoa, whoa, like whoa! It. Shorty G not <sighs> becoming possibly becoming Chad Gable again is important. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, no, I, I will tell you this: getting Matt Riddle versus Shorty G is going to be really great. I'm sure it'll oh, be right. good. Could I, be an awesome match. I'm sure that's the case. I it just this. After I was really into SmackDown the week before, this was just sort of like a, another ho-hum. It was, uh, yeah. okay, it happened. And, and really disappointing because I was trying to figure out a way that the women's thing ended up making sense, and, and we still don't have that. Like, we still walked out of it without, you know, with just going back to Bailey and Sasha. And, and I, I kind of dug the Mandy Sonya segment, though, when we were just talking about the SmackDown women as a whole. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I 
For th- like, I don't think it was the best segment in the world, but I was like, oh, okay. It's sort of weird that you went away from it for so long just to go back to it. Like, well, I think was was Mandy. I did think COVID? that was weird. Yeah, I think Mandy. I, I think that was a COVID thing. I then I then I would have done something to remind people that it was there. Like, here's here's an interesting question. Is there a money in the bank briefcase somewhere uh, out there? Yeah, who knows? He wasn't walking around with that at all. Who knows? That is a really. You think they just want us to forget he won? Maybe. I think it's possible. Oh <laughs> I think it's possible. And like, and like, not so he can cash in, like, so they don't ever have to use it. Right. So they can just pretend like it never happened. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it's a non-zero. I don't think that's likely, but I think it's a non-zero. I, I mean, like, I, I, I think that's too big. A, a plot for them to really believe that they can just make this appear. Um, and at some point they would have to address it in some sort of way. And like, it would be hysterical if they did though, <laughs> but it would, it would be pretty if great. You want, if you want to give them credit, it could be that they're trying to make us think that they've forgotten just and, to pull, and that's, and that's pull it off. right. And that's, that's right. what we're alluding to. Uh, yeah. Like what I, what I worry more is that they literally to make Otis look stupid, say like he lost the briefcase. <laughs> that sounds right. You left it at the buffet. Like that's that's more what I, like that's that's how they plan to do this is to at some point like literally just have somebody like dude, what's the deal with the briefcase? And he just says he lost it. And then maybe somebody else found it and somehow now they're the pair. Yeah. I mean like <laughs> non-zero chance of that. Yep, it's non-zero. It's non-zero. That's all I can say. It's non-zero. That's where we're at. <laughs> What, one more quick thing about SmackDown. They got to stop using the term King's Ransom because they don't know what they're talking about. Like what what they're talking about is a bounty. A King's Ransom is a pr- is like a monetary value. So stop using the term yeah, King's Ransom. Yeah, it's driving me crazy. I agree with that. Um, AEW wasn't as offensive as it normally is to me, but unfortunately it also wasn't really good. Um, it just kind of happened. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that. It looks like they, you know, they might be positioning Scorpio Sky as the guy to beat Cody, which would be a very worthy. No, they're not. They're having the he's, match. Ne- he's win. He's matches next, him week. next week. Yeah, they're not positioning them at all. They're they're Cody's blowing, just gonna beat him. They're blowing okay. it off. Next Never mind. Week. I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was a cool stare down for what should have been yeah. something cool, right, but that, well, and that's where I thought I get, I just missed the fact that it was next week. No, I mean, like if you're gonna try to turn around and say that maybe there's some sort of smas next week and that sets up a longer thing, I'll I'll listen to that. Um, but that's the type of guy who should be winning it. Well, I I don't disagree with you. I think that it, absolutely that Scorpio Sky should be the type of guy that should be winning it. But you know, the Dark Order really care about beating up Cody um, <sighs> when they just lose a match and no one else comes out to do anything. Dark Orders, it's really bad. I it's nobody bad. nobody knows I mean, nobody knows who's in it. Nobody knows how many people are in it. Nobody knows <laughs> anything. The Dark Order is a disaster. I'll say this, they're presenting, intentionally or not, presenting a scenario, you know, a cult scenario where Brody cares about himself, he's okay with sacrifice, doesn't care about anything besides that, and if that's what they're intentionally trying to do, okay, they're presenting that, they just gotta do something with Brody are, now. Are they presenting that, though? I, I feel like they are, I just don't know but if they're why do other times, why, why other times do they have 15 people beating someone up? Because, and I mean, it it's always seems to be under the direction of Brody. Brody wants them to beat him up. Like, you know, we go back to last week. Why didn't anybody care about the tag team? Well, he didn't really care about the tag team titles for whatever reason. Then why are they there? Well, because for, 
if they if they use it as everybody is there as a cult leader to do something for Brody, you just got to do something with Brody now. But then why didn't they help him beat John Moxley? Well, that I don't know. I mean, none of this <laughs> makes any sense. Like, yeah. if you have a giant faction of people and you're never going to use them as, to help anyone, it's bad storytelling. Like, the whole point of having all these people right. is that they, they are... They should have an overwhelming numbers advantage. <laughs> they, they should literally never lose. <laughs> right. There's, but they always lose. There's a hundred of them. Hey, they won. What are you talking about? Brody Lee pinned Adam Page. Okay, well, they won that match, You're, but then they lost the Cody match, and nobody helped anyone. And I don't really know if the two but people... But it was really important for, like... I also don't know, were, were the two guys week. who were wrestling in the Cody match also in the first match? Yes. I'm so confused by all of it. I Wait, thought, were they? No, no, no. no, I no I, they, no, they were not in the first match. They were they two weren't. different guys. I thought they were. It took me half so the there's, match to So there's six guys and Colt Cabana in the New Order, or are there more than that? So here's... Um, well, there, there has to be at least 10, right? Because they have 9 yeah. and 10. Oh, right, yeah. 9 and 10. Here's, what, here's what the confusing part was, Glenn. I figured it out. One of the announcers called the guy the name of the guy that was in the, the first, first match. match. Okay, that's why I'm confused. I was, so And I that's why I was confused because I was like, wait a second. That guy was already in a match. And then I had to look it up, and I realized they were different people. But it was like I think Taz or one of the, one of the announcers called him the wrong name. Because it was it was the Beaver Boys in the tag match with uh, Cody and Matt, and it was nine and ten in the uh, ten man match so or twelve man match. So whatever. confused. I'm so confused. <laughs> but, but but again, it's like I thought they were trying to tell a story where Brody wanted Cody's belt, and so they had all these guys attack Cody. But then this week they just have a nothing tag team match. I mean, it was a fine. It was the match was fine. Oh no, the match appeared. But I mean, the, it didn't, literally it didn't the, tell any story. There the, was nothing. The only purpose that match appeared to be about Matt Cardona. That's the yeah, only just purpose to get of the him match. The, a, a win, right. In his first match. And and it and and that speaks to a bigger problem they have, which is they're signing all of these mid card guys with it's FOC with with nothing to do. And it's not even it's, it's but it's it goes beyond FOC like. No, I, I like Eddie Kingston. What is Eddie Kingston in 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 AEW? He's not a top of the card guy. He's a mid carder. I like um, oh god, I, I you know I I don't really know enough about Ricky Starks to know if I like him or not. There's somebody else I was trying to think of that I that I like, and now I've completely blanked on who it is. Like that, there it's it's just a bunch of fucking mid carders that they're signing. I, I, I was watching a little bit of Dark, and Jack Evans was on there. I, I forgot he what, was even in the company. Th those two have I've always been to me. Like, how do you not build your tag division around right. those? Right. Um, by the way, I you guys remember Private Party? Yeah, they're pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh, hey, here's another here's another interesting thing. You know that big women's tournament that they were hyping oh, up on the show? It's not even on TV, no doubt. No doubt. It's on YouTube. All right. Only, <laughs> only on because I don't want to sound like I'm bitching about everything. I did like the fact that Cody didn't have a singles match. I actually thought that was an improvement. Um, yeah. But B, uh, the, the Orange Cassidy thing was, was phenomenal. I mean, it was wonderful. Yeah, that was really great. It was really it was. wonderful. It was genuinely it, it, I don't think you needed Eric Bischoff. No, you was... didn't in any way. And uh, and frankly, in, even that ended up being a plus for me because I was so worried that that was going to fuck things up. And as it turns out, he was just really there to be anybody. Yeah, I was just, right. here's the thing about Bischoff, though. As long as you're not bringing him in to give him creative control or anything, he's always been a pretty good performer. I don't disagree so, with that. But I you, don't disagree so, like, with I, that, but this was such a nothing. 
Yeah. And, but I'm fine with nothing. I'm fine with nothing. No, I agree. I agree. It was it was it was like the segment was good and I was relieved. It was kind of a yeah. double win. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was relieved they didn't try to do anything with Eric Bischoff and um on top of that, uh, the segment was quite good. We had um our, our uh, uh, one of our listeners Chris, uh, Chris Dallas down in Florida, uh messaged us last week and said they couldn't believe we did our happy show and nobody brought up Britt Baker. Completely fair. Completely fair. Yep. Yeah, Britt agreed. Baker continues to be wonderful. She is absolutely one of the best parts, not only of that show, but of all of professional wrestling. Um, How about Reba's shirt? I didn't even notice it. It, it looked like uh, Kiss, but it was like a classic Kiss shirt. But instead it said Britt, and it had her bloody face like Gene Simmons. Oh, it's like, pretty. You know when she got her nose yeah, broken? That's pretty great. They had that picture, and it made it look like Gene Simmons on this like old school Kiss t-shirt. But instead, it said Brit, and it was in it was in sequins. I mean, I can't be, I can't, I, I don't know how I didn't notice it. I can't be. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I, I also really loved everything between Best Friends and Santana Ortiz. Um, I mean, I I did too. I did. I, I um, really enjoyed that. I did. I'm not Listen, gonna lie. You do not wreck Trent's mom's car. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't say my friend, my best friend's mom's car or something like that. I, I did. I did like that a lot. I really that did. That whole bit was fantastic. Really, it was, especially like it was so, you know, they made it very obvious. Oh, look, they're parking it away from the other wrestlers <laughs> parking. And it still had just the way that they did it. And actually, I love the final thing where he just like throws the hammer behind his back and it just sticks right in the windshield. No, I was good. Just everything about it was wonderful. Yeah, it was really good. Um, they do need to... <laughs> They need to talk to their crowd because there was, or they're piping in. It was extremely uncomfortable during Matt Hardy's promo. <laughs> like, he was just saying something like, you know, I've been thinking recently. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of piping in crowd on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, they clearly realized that was bad because they didn't do it on the other show. No, they yeah. didn't. Yeah, I mean. Um, no, there was something really awkward. Was it during AEW where they had people chanting something i don't remember oh god what was the match there was a match that they had the crowd chant like it was cl they clearly told the crowd to chant something and they were chanting um uh, I, I I, maybe i fa i that, that does i faintly have some recollection of that i faintly have some recollection of that but the matt hardy thing was awful i mean, I mean it, was, <laughs> it is that yeah. is not the truth what he said is the furthest thing from nobody wants to see you wrestle normally. What are you talking about? I mean, Does, I, do people want to see regular Matt Hardy wrestle? I, I certainly do not. <laughs> I mean, that's no. the whole problem um, with um, him, WWE. Um, and like, um, like what? Like, wasn't that his whole problem? Was that they just wanted him to be regular Matt Hardy and he didn't want to do that? I, I, I don't disagree with you, dude. I don't disagree with you. I mean, I, I got. We'll, we'll see who actually wrestles the match. Yeah. Well, he said he's done with the multiverse. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see what he said. That. That's what he said. <laughs> um, before we get to Mark Marrow, I did get, and I've, I, I'm trepidatious about this. So speak. I, 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 I literally forgot about this, and then uh, I was just reminded talking about last week. Uh, I got a message from our buddy Ben Nash. Uh, hang on oh. a second. Let me pull this up. Uh, ben <laughs> says. Um, <laughs> Glenn wanted to know if you'd be willing to play this without listening to it first. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> I told him I would. Like, I said yes. We do always have the right to edit it out of course. <laughs> afterwards. 
I don't know. I genuinely don't know what this is. Um, hang on. I, I, I also wasn't prepared. I hope it's another great joke. I mean, I, I could go for another classic Ben Nash joke. He is the man responsible for the greatest one. Uh, let's see. Here's this. Uh, this was sent to me by Ben Nash. Uh... What's up, guys? It's your buddy Ben Nash. You know, the only member of the Nash family with healthy quads. I've got something to say to one of you. I was listening to the show last week and something hit me. You've got a lot of nerve, dude. Someone tells you to like the segment, so you flip out and lose your mind like the lunatic you are? Is that all you've got now? You're the bully with the microphone, huh? You're the only guy actually in the studio. You're Mr. Radio. You're Mr. Play-by-Play, huh? What? When you're not busy calling Division Three women's field hockey, you grace us with your presence to belittle everyone else and always think you're right? Lest we forget, you couldn't even come up with the best joke in the history of the show. You flex your mic muscles a lot, but what does that really bring to the show? You love R-Truth? Oh, congratulations. So does everybody else. You find pictures of Kurt Angle sexually arousing? Who doesn't? Well, more like Kurt Kankles. <laughs> Am I right? But what's that? You don't know wrestling history like the other guys? You're not the student of the indies? You just look up stuff on Wikipedia for all your B-list guests right before the interview with them? And then you bitch about Cody Rose for the rest of the show? It's tiring, dude. I can't imagine what your hack internet show sounds like, or even how your family puts up with you, you blowhard. You say you're a Maryland fan. We all know you're actually not. That's why you're stuck in Market 26, can't pay off your bets, and you need somebody to shop for your underwear for you. So, yeah, I'm calling you out. What do you have to say back? I'll be waiting for your response. Aaron Oster. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I didn't know if it would be you or me, but... <laughs> That is the greatest promo in the history of radio. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I understand that reference. That's the that's the thing from last week. That's the that's that's the MJF thing. That's that's what that is. <laughs> that was fantastic. That was really good, dude. Well done, ben. That was really really good. I feel like he could have made it more descriptive to be me and then swung to you. Like he could have like literally said my kids' names or something like that, <laughs> and then swung to you. There was enough in there that it was still like semi fifty fifty. Well done, Ben Nash. Well done, buddy. Well, we're gonna be joined by a guest now, and I'm excited to chat with him. I wish it wasn't under the circumstances by which we're chatting with him. Uh, for those of you that maybe don't know as much uh, in our sports community here locally. We lost uh, one of our absolute favorite human beings last week, a young man named Mo Gabba, who we got to know over these years. He was a frequent caller, and and I think a lot of you were familiar with his story of what he had been through in his life and had overcome, unfortunately, to have his life cut short at the age of 14. Uh, joining us now is uh, a man who you know spent a lot of time as a pro wrestler and has literally become one of the most iconic speakers uh, publicly in the world in the last few years. It's a pleasure to welcome Mark Marrow to the show. Mark, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's so good to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Oh, Glenn, thanks for having me on the show. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you and your, listen, and your listeners. 
Um, Mark, I, I did not know. You know, I, I I knew Mo, and we had a lot of conversations. I I had not heard that that you had been to his school and that you had gotten to know him. Uh, he was such a huge wrestling fan. He loved wrestling. Can you tell me about getting to meet Mo and getting to know him and and his story and and what it meant to you? Oh my gosh, yes. Um, you know, uh, Johnny Nash is the principal over at Lindale Middle School. That's where that's where uh, Mo attends attended school, and uh, they invited me. I knew Johnny from Orlando when he when he spoke when he, when he was an assistant principal at one of the middle schools here that I spoke at. So we kept in touch, and then when he got the job in in um, at, at Lindale Middle School, he invited me to come and speak to the whole the whole school. And uh, of course, he told me all about that he wants me to meet Mo Gabba, who's this huge wrestling fan, and you know he told me about you know, some of the limitations Mo has had and what he was battling and going through in life. And I, I couldn't wait to meet the guy. I mean, it was just fantastic. And um, and as soon as they brought him over to me, and obviously being blind, they, they brought him over to me and just see this is him light up, you know? And yep. I, I took my uh, Intercontinental Championship belt and I draped it over his shoulder and he knew exactly what it was. And it was a moment, in fact, that we have a picture of it here I'm looking at as I'm speaking to you with me, the Johnny Nash, the principal, and, and Mo Gabba holding the, uh, my intercontinental belt. And it was just a joy. And it was just, you know, it's it, it's amazing that we go through life and we meet, we meet many people. And then many people are, have a tendency to complain about what they don't have or what's going on or what they wish they had or, or how bad life is. And then you see this this little beacon of light. Yep that is going through his own issues, but just brings so much joy to so many. And he could light up a room. It was just an incredible experience. And I, I was just so blessed to have been able to meet Mo. It, it's so interesting what you're saying, because we talked to obviously a lot of um, sports figures over the course of the last couple of weeks, Mark. And, you know, I, I say it's almost uh, a cliche, right? Sick kids and athletes, you know what I mean? Like it, you almost put it, this is such the opposite of this wasn't, this didn't become a sick kid who was seeking out athletes. It really, truly became the opposite of that, which is that this kid was so amazing that so many high-profile figures in our community, you know, Trey Mancini, who's an incredible baseball player for the Baltimore Orioles, would go through a slump and seek out Mo to try to get his head right. That's how <laughs> incredible this kid was. Did, did you feel that during the time that you were with him? You know, I, it's just amazing because, you know, obviously I was just there for that day at, right. at the school and I got to spend time with him. But um, he just, he seemed like everyone loved this kid. You know, it's, uh, it, you know, it was amazing to see the response of other students with him. And that was a real joy to see because obviously I go to schools because of the, the issues kids go through with bullying yep. or, or, you know, of the way kids are treated and, and so on. And, and Mo just had a way of bringing people together. And I, I got to tell you, I wish I would have known when I was in professional sports. I got to use him on a couple of my <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did. He did wonders for a lot of guys in this town, football players, baseball players alike, man. It, um, uh, he was, I, you know, I, I, you know, I tried to say superhero is the word that I, that I've used, right? Like that's my word for this kid. He's a superhero. He is not, he was not truly, he was not human the way the rest of us were. He was better than that somehow, some way. Um, well, he, he did, he did something that most people I will ever meet in my life didn't do. And that's get inducted into the, into the football hall. of Right. Fame. 
right? And the, and the Orioles Hall of Fame. I mean, it's th- this kid. This kid transcended, man. He truly oh. transcended, Mark. And um, I, I wish I would. I, it's really special that you were able to spend that day and 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 get to know him and get that picture. That's a really really cool thing, uh, Mark. I, I guess maybe there are people that don't know um, what it is that you do now, and and how many people you've impacted and touched. Over these last few years, probably people in the, the, the wrestling fan community that are like, oh, right, Mark Marrow, of course, he was television champion, he was intercontinental champ, I know that, but might not know this like completely different life that you've had in recent years. Can, can you take people through what you do, your message, and, and, and really how this all came about in your life? Well, you know, I, I traveled to schools all over the country, actually all over the world. We went to Russia and Guatemala and spoke at schools there also. But my primary, um, primarily here in the United States and Canada, and I just really just empower students. You know, we, we, we see so many kids that are going through isolation, loneliness, depression, self-harm, and worst-case worst suicidal thoughts. And we really go in, into schools and really empower students to to dream big and, and to not be defined by other people's opinion. And it's just it just snowballs into this amazing ability to go. We average about 230 events a year. And uh, obviously with the, with COVID happening in, in March, we had to uh, shut sure. down. Uh, but we're doing virtual stuff now, which is really cool. And I can't wait till we can get back out there with the students. I, I I never thought I would, well, never even realized I'd be in this position, but now realizing how much I miss those students and, and just hanging out with them and being with them and hearing their stories and, 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 and being a, a source of hope with these kids is the greatest thing. And it's funny, I, I went to uh, Lindale Middle School to be a hope to, of the, for those students and it ends up most. Right. You, you, yes, you met you met your inspirational figure that day, which is it's it's uh, Mark. I mean, we could talk, we could talk about Mo for eternity. I, I Mark Marrow is with us, by the way. And Mark, I'll tell you, I the first time I met him, I had heard a story from the general manager of the Ravens that like he he felt something spiritual when Mo held his hand and I was like okay like that seems like let's maybe ease this up a little bit let's 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 move back and then the first time Mo held my hand I said nope I get it I, I completely understand I felt it too it's truly that spiritual um mark how did this come about in in your life from you know from your career and everything you accomplished you know traveling the globe as a professional wrestler and and I know you've spoken openly about some of the demons that that you battled in your life during that time. How did this happen? That that you went from that you know that life to this. I, I can't imagine it was just you woke up one day and said, you know what, I'm gonna go speak to kids today. You know, I, you know, I gotta tell you, it's a it's an amazing journey, and I find in life there's no greater joy than helping another person. And I went through my own like you said, demons. I mean, I was a, a drug addict and I, I made millions of dollars and lost it and, and, and just tried to, you know, re, I reinvented who I was as a person. And, and by doing that was helping other people realize that they can also come back from their problems in life. And I just started speaking at schools and one school called another and it just snowballed into the, one of the top programs in the country now. But it's, it all comes from the joy of helping another person. There, there's no greater joy. We get letters almost every day from a student that said that the program saved their life, not just changed their life, but saved their yeah. life. And to get a letter like that is, is it just, it, you just you don't want to ever stop. I'm going to go as long as I can and help as many people as I possibly can. 
and, and it's kind of funny because it's like um, <laughs> that stage is my own therapy. I mean, it's it's incredible to to feel that empowering um, realization that you can make a difference in someone else's life, and you only hope that they can pay it forward and help another kid or not bully another kid or pick on a kid because we never know what somebody's going through. Mark, you, you know, you've obviously done so much of this for kids. And I, and look, I've, I've known uh, people that have heard your presentation that say it's, you know, it, it truly is life changing. I mean, it's, I, I haven't had a chance to see it myself, but everybody that I've seen, I've talked to that's seen it has said, this is the real deal, man. And I, I guess I wonder how much, have you have you done have you had to have these conversations with like pro wrestlers um you know some of the demons that you've battled i'm sure the same demons that that other guys in that 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 field have battled in their lives have you found yourself having guys reach out to you and 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 trying to play some sort of mentor role for for guys in their own careers you know i i have had wrestlers reach out to me and and you know it's every we're all on our own journey and sometimes it's you know, it's uh, it's really up to them at a point. You can only do so much for somebody, and then you really hope and pray that they could turn their life around because ultimately it's their choice. And we have seen some great success stories, but we've also seen people that we've lost. As you know, we've lost so many wrestlers mm-hmm. that died so young. You know, and many from drug overdose. And um, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough business. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a joy, but I, I really felt my calling was with, with young people and, uh, you know, Diamond Dallas Page is one of my closest yep. friends. Yep. And it's funny because the video that went viral that most people know me from, when I talk about my mother, it was Dallas who filmed that, <laughs> who stayed at his house in Atlanta. And, uh, he had his, uh, his crew come out and film my, my presentation. And then that, that's the presentation that ends up going viral and opening up so many doors for me. So we both have such a heart for helping other people, maybe in a little bit different way, but, but it's, it's still about really just helping others. No, it's a great point. And obviously, you know, Diamond Dallas Page has, has saved countless lives. I think everybody knows that. He is a, a true yeah. hero to the, the pro wrestling community as well um, as, as you've been. Mark, um, what, what, you know, the things that you talk about, is there a warning that you try to give guys about, you know, getting into the business and, and not saying don't do it, right? Like this no, is the nature, but is there something that you tell them, um, you know, when, when maybe you meet a guy who's, who's getting into pro wrestling about what you've learned and, and how you can go about doing it and not falling to some of the demons that we've talked about. Well, you know, from what I understand, the, the culture has changed a lot from when I was there in the in, in the the nineties, you know, up to, up until two thousand, and which I'm really blessed to hear, you know, because of because of you know stricter drug testing policies, um, and and people that are more involved in getting their their bodies really healthy, it's really changed a lot. So, I you know we we become who we surround ourselves with. So anyone that was getting into this business, surround yourself with other people that have similar dreams and goals who are not going to try and take shortcuts through drugs or or just get involved in the in the party lifestyle because you're making pretty good money and and, 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 and things seem a lot easier and 
you know, we, we had places where, you know, the bar, the, the, the owners of the bars would leave it open all night. Right. Just partying, man. It was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a tough life. Cause you're, you're doing 250 events a year. You're traveling a lot and you're using uppers and downers. And it was a, it was a crazy lifestyle for a while, but now I've seen so many guys that, you know, turn that around and change that as that's what you got to do, man. If you really want to make it like, because it's not just making a professional wrestling, it's making it in life. And, you know, there's so many wrestlers that have died shortly after they got out of the business because of the hard life they lived while in the business. So I really promote a healthy lifestyle and um, obviously just, uh, you know, pursue that dream, man. It's That's a, awesome. It's a goal. It's a dream. I had this dream since I was 10 years old to be a professional athlete. And then it finally coming true when I was 31 years old. It took a while, but it, I got there. And it's uh, something I talk about all the time about writing your dreams and goals into existence. All right, so I want to ask this question, knowing that I got to separate, um, you know, whatever whatever else was going on at the time. But just from the sheer like presentation and performance, what is it as much fun for you to be Johnny B. Bad as it was for all of us to watch Johnny B. Bad? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I get asked that all the time. Which which character do I enjoy the most? Johnny B. Bad, marvelous Mark, right. Mero, Wild Man, Mark Merrill. And and by far it was Johnny B. Bad. I mean, it was just I got to say why it was such a fun character because it it was um, Dusty Rhodes came up with the character Johnny B. Bad. It was Dusty Rhodes' brainchild. So to become Johnny B. Bad, I got to hang out with Dusty Rhodes all the time. Uh. I mean, he would show me how to walk, how to talk, how the character was supposed to come alive. Um, you know, I'm so outrageous. It's contagious. I'm not here <laughs> to sit down. I get down, you know, and that was all things that Dusty Rhodes would, 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 would do. And it was so much fun to watch him do it. Like he'd walk to the ring pretending he's me before, you know, cool. before the shows. And it was just hilarious. And I just remember the hugs and the laughter we would have together as I was slowly becoming Johnny B. Bad. And of course, I, I came down, you know, as you remember, when Johnny B. Bad first started, it was full makeup. I mean, oh, yeah. Dusty Rhodes saw this character, Little Richard, in me, which yep. I remember saying to me, he said, did anybody ever tell you, you look like Little Richard? And I, I thought he was talking about a wrestler, so I said, I, I don't know who's Little Richard. But <laughs> you know the singer. And I thought, wow, I never heard that before. But once they put the makeup on me and did my hair and everything, I was like, Damn, I look like Little Richard, you know? <laughs> but he saw that before anybody else. And then it was a matter of just learning the character. And, and you know, he had full makeup on me, lipstick and, and eyeliner and, and all this rouge and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, here's a former, uh, you know, four-time New York State boxing champion now wearing all this makeup, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, and so what was really funny was, you know, after a while, the character starts getting over, but I wanted to kind of drop the makeup, you know, because I was still, I was doing like, they had me speaking at schools every once in a while, and kids sure. would always say, why do you wear makeup, you know? It was like a kind of a stumbling block in a way, you know? So I wanted to drop makeup, but Dusty wouldn't let me. So there was a, before you go out to the ring, there's a place called the Gorilla Position, yep. Yep. Which, which Dusty would be right there because he'd be monitoring the, the matches. And I'd walk up there with no makeup on, you know, and I'm about to go out and wrestle, you know? And he goes, 
you go get color on right now. <laughs> you know, they had to run back and put lipstick on and everything. And it was like hilarious. So I'd always try to sneak by Dusty with my back turned to go to the ring so I didn't have to wear makeup. I, I saw you posted on Twitter when Little Richard passed away. Did you ever have an opportunity to like meet with him or, or did you did you ever get like a sense of, of, of what he thought of the character? Wow, I'm so glad you just asked that because just recently after he passed, his driver reached out to me. And he said to me that little Richard loved the gift. Oh, it's awesome. He said he would laugh so hard when he saw me. Now, there is pictures of him holding my poster up. Right. You know, and I, I heard one time he was at um, uh, one of his concerts, and he held up the poster of me. And he said, they say someone out there is as pretty as me. And then he rips up the poster. He goes, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so things like that that I heard that were really cute and, and stuff. But, but awesome. hearing from that driver really... Because I always wonder what he thought. If, if, if you know, they say um, imitation is the best form of flattery, you know. Um, and, and so I really hope that he thought that it, I, it was flattery to him that I did that. And, I, and, and find out that it was, it really cool. made me happy. That's really cool. Uh, Mark, before I let you go, you mentioned obviously your background in boxing. I know you were part of Brawl for All. Um, we, we saw something this week in pro wrestling that, that appeared to be a reintroduction of shoot fighting on, uh, on WWE Raw. I don't know if that's actually what it is, but that's what they're trying to pass it off as anyway. Can, can, does, can this work, like the world where shoot fighting and professional wrestling are, are like the lines being blurred? Is that, is that okay, or is that something maybe we should kind of avoid uh, trying to do? Man, if I could, if I, you know, could ever just, from my heart, avoid it. it. You know, it's so different. MMA is so real, and and it's it's an art, man. Those guys learn, those guys train so hard to be so good at all different types of um, you know fighting styles combined to be MMA. And when you when you blur the line like that, where it becomes you know people understand wrestling is entertainment, and keep it what what works. And you know it's. I, it's sad that that, that that they're gonna that they're trying or they're going to veer away. I don't think it's gonna work. I think it's gonna get canceled real quick because I I think people really you know you watch professional wrestling because you know what it is yep. professional wrestling. Yep. Okay. And you know if you watch MMA, you, you obviously I'm tuning into UFC because I want to watch MMA fighting. You know, totally two different things. Don't try to combine them because it's just people will will, will poo poo on it. I agree. I, I agree. I just, I, you know, boy, it, it's it's a it's a really fine line, man. It's a really really fine line, Mark. I, I really want to. Uh, I, I guess let me make sure I have. It's at Mark Marrow on Twitter, correct? And is yep. is thinkpoz p o z dot org the best place for people to go to find out about what it is that you do? Yeah, that's our website, thinkpoz dot org. And then of course I'm on Instagram, just the same thing. Mark is with a C M A R C M E R O. And I'd love to hear from your listeners. That'd be great. That's awesome, Mark. I wanna I wanna thank you for what you do. I think it's an incredible message that you're giving to to people who need it. And um, and thank you for spending that time with with Mo, who I hope you know was was someone that we just absolutely cherished here. He was such an important person, and I'm I'm really glad you were able to spend that time with him. Thank you for taking the time for us this week. You know what? I'm just glad Mo spent the time with me. It's something I'll never forget. And like I said, I have this picture right here on my on my laptop that I'm looking at while we're speaking. So thank you so much for having me on your show, and God bless you. That was great. Really appreciate Mark Marrow taking the time. Um, I'm with him. There is no purpose for shoot fighting in professional wrestling. We don't do that. That is a terribly bad idea. Um, so let's do it every yes, Monday. Yes, correct. <laughs>
Uh, by the way, I'm remiss. Aaron, do you do you want to respond to, to Ben Nash? I didn't really give you that opportunity because I was so like taken aback by <laughs> what had just occurred. Is there anything? Well, clearly, I just need to get just give him a match, right? I mean, like that, that's the thing. We that's... don't acknowledge it at all. We just say, okay, nope. Have a match. Nobody, nobody, nobody even mentions the fact that that really had nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure the way he presented it. What did he say? That, that you were the one who liked the segment. Yeah. <laughs> you were the, you were, did anybody you, watch the AEW Women's Tournament show? Uh, I, I haven't had a I chance did, yet. I did not. It was it was okay, but the, there's one glaring reason you need to watch it. it. It's the one that we were concerned about. Oh no. So the so the way that this thing works is you're supposed to draw like a I think it's a chip a colored chip out of the bag or whatever and whoever gets the same color as you that's who your tag team partner is sort of like remember the old battle bowl thing yeah well yes it's the wcw um what do they call wild card uh tournaments yeah right so they they did that and you know the one they showed on the show i think was um nyla rose and arion who lost by the way uh did, to did, did nyla beat the crap out of her after i think Think yeah, I think she yeah 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 she that, did. That's what they should have done there. Good. Yeah, and and it's Tanara Tay Conte they're calling her. Uh, it's Tanara Conte right. from um, NXT. Her and can't remember Anna who her partner. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. The Dark Order, right? They won, and then Brandy got her own tag partner as the person because Allie looked in the bowl, but like. It, they did the WWE thing where nobody acknowledged that that happened. Like, Allie cheated. I feel like they do that in every type of these tournaments, though. They have the one, and it's problematic because it's Brandy, but otherwise... Well, Allie, che- Allie looked in the bag and cheated to get her Brandy as her partner on purpose, but then yeah. none of the announcers acknowledged it, and nobody at all the whole time acknowledged that they cheated, and Brandy went full heel and is like doing this character that she's the most important female wrestler, and... She's a Instagram influencer and all of this stuff. Like so she's, she's acknowledging it. So she's like a full on like heel character, which is kind of weird with what's going on in the regular show. You know what? Better. I, I'd rather see her as a heel than as a face. So there's. But that. they're definitely winning. <laughs> I mean, based off of the presentation, because nobody else really got much of a. M- much of a presentation. I still could I still could see them if this is really I guess it depends what they're doing. I still assume they're going with Allie and Brandy as a feud, so Yeah, but wasn't it weird cuz wasn't Allie supposed to be the taking well, we, advantage of That was the idea, but there's no reason to say that it's, you know, it, it's sort of like uh we all thought Mandy was taking advantage of Otis and stuff and True, it, true. You know, it could be that storyline. The only issue is the other person. Of Brandy. Yes. <laughs> But we knew that was going to happen. So, I, I'm, yeah, yes, <laughs> sure, a hundred percent. All right. Um, anything? I think, I think we covered everything. Uh, you want to yeah, get? Yeah, I think we're pretty good. Uh, I, mean, I, I was about to ask about plugs. Lord, what am I doing? Um, at follow follow uh, follow Twitter at the uh, at the at the A at Brandon Linton at Glenn Clark Radio GlennClarkRadio.com, and of course at AJ Francis four one zero follow our boy as well thanks again to mark marrow for uh aaron for brandon and for the main event vent 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 Vent. aj francis i'm glenn clark this has been jobbing out
Jobbing out. Welcome to Jobbing Out Underground. Now that the, the show is over, we've got Aaron Oster here. I'm being called out. I'm being called out by the equipment manager at Maryland. The guy who spends all his time at College Park. The guy who watches nothing but WWE, doesn't watch anything else. The guy who barely understands college football, especially not Navy college football. Well, you know what? I'm calling you out, Brian Powell. 